0: The Weekly Dish Podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at CommonGroundMinnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at Common Ground
1: Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people. So let's talk about food together. Common Ground, Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that. And it's, it's, it's run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. all of this is available at common ground minnesota website it's common dot and then on that new website you guys there are videos there's you know faqs there's topics there's a great blog all sorts of things and recipes and farm dogs too by the way so there you go common ground minnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms don't forget check them out on instagram at common ground m-i-n-n
2: with the my top chicks, and we will eat on, eat on the weekly day.
1: We are in the second hour of Food and Fun on uh, My Talk one. i I'm Stephanie March. I'm so here fast. with Molly Herman today. Good morning. Good morning. How, and, uh, you know, we've, again, to kind of reset the tone, Molly, of course, was with Kitchen in the Market for a long, long time. Uh, and not just with it, but created it. <laughs> and now is uh, has now accepted a new position with Malcolm Yard's Market yeah. to be the events. And... Fun we community outreach. Fun chairman of fun. Yeah, chairman of fun. Chairman I like fun. that. I'll, I'll love. Can you for make that, that on the into business a business card? Yeah, could you get that <laughs> on a business card? I'm sure Patty's going to be fine with that. I'm sure. Sure she will. Um, guess what time it is? It's time for top two in hour two.
0: Giving the old one two. One two one two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick
2: your best two
1: in or two
2: all uh, right give me two with him, with him, all
1: right with so this is the time of the show you guys where we talk about two things that we are both just super in love with this week or mildly obsessed with as i like to say uh why don't you go first with your first one uh i'm
2: gonna pull a hansen and i'm gonna have three jesus man. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. well because i didn't get you're to talk sit- about it earlier you're sitting but, in the spot right so yeah right? okay go ahead okay so my first one um I've been sort of obsessed with this for a little while since, you know, last year with all of the the outdoor visitations that we've been doing, right? Trying yes. to meet up with people, parks and all that kind of stuff. Um, And Russ Fay over at Cork Dork has a great selection of canned wine. Yes. And this one that I just love is called Farm Fizz. It's Farm from Fizz. from Old Westminster uh, Winery. And it is... Like a, a an unfiltered sparkling white wine, okay, uh, and it has a little funk to it, and I just love it. Like if you, so is it like a pet nat? Like is it, it a pet it, like it, a? It is. It doesn't say that on the can though. Oh, but it, you know when I went in and asked for some pet nat stuff, yeah, that it says they, natural they, wine. They, they steered me, but it doesn't say pet nat on the can. Okay, so. Anyway, it is lovely. It's over at Cork Dork. I'm sure you can find it other places, but um, I like to support my local guy. Okay. And it is delicious, you know. And it's like two two glasses in a in a can. It's like the perfect amount. Uh, it has just that right amount of funk that it's going to go with a lot of food. It's light. It has some bubbles. Delicious. And where is Cork Dork? Cork Dark is over uh, at Cedar and Minnehaha Parkway. Okay, so south Minneapolis, Cedar yep. and
1: Minnehaha Parkway if people want to look for it. Um, we'll put the Farm Fizz website up on the Facebook cuz that's usually what people want to know. It's like yep. what was that name? So, and to be clear, I am still on my pet nat journey. Like, I am buying so much fizzy, you know, and when we say Pet Nat, if you haven't heard that show, um, Petulant Natural is what Pet Nat is kind of short for. And it's basically, they, it's a fermentation in the bottle. And so it creates a little bit of a fuzzy, And a natural bubbly, fermentation. They're not adding. Yeah you know, additives to create the fermentation. Right, right. Which is a whole discussion, but just basically you should know that it's like they bottle it, it gets bubbly in the bottle, but it's also kind of funky in the bottle. And that's a good thing. If you love funk, like, you know, for me, it's like I like sour beers Mm -hmm. and I like, you know, stinky cheeses. This is all the same lane.
2: Yes. And, and if you have some problems with wine, like if it's giving you headaches or stuff like that, this pet net is, is a better way to go. This is true. Uh, it doesn't have the, all the extra stuff in it that'll that could bother people.
1: I really enjoy it. I've been buying it like crazy. Every time I see a bottle that I haven't, and it's not expensive. I mean, there are, I mean, like I'm sure there are, you know, ones that are expensive, but the ones I've been buying, the one that I loved called Onward, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I've posted pictures of that on my Instagram, but Onward is this cute little can of Pet nat that I've been grabbing and I, it's perfect with food. That's the other thing is like this kind of wine to me has such a great,
2: you yeah, know, it's a perfect food, but it's perfect for grilling too. Yes. And like I mean, we had, we had it yesterday when we had our little patio happy hour and it was just, it's great and everybody gets their own little can right yeah. you're not sharing a bottle you're not sharing it's, it's nice and safe it's and good it's anyway, good so farm fizz okay so farm fizz so my first
1: one in top two and hour two is gonna be pie and mighty's pie because I gotta tell you guys a little secret <laughs> I won the pie lottery <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but every week they send out uh, a newsletter, you know, that kind of says, hey, you know, here's what we've got for sale. But because they have only so they're a small operation, they only have so many pies per week, right. they can only handle that much production. Um, they send out, you basically put an order in and then you may get your order or you may not get to have that order. It's a lottery system. So it's like you sign up, you throw it in. It's almost like buying a house, if you will. Like you throw, (laughs) it's a bidding war, (laughs) except you're all bidding the same thing, but it's seriously as stressful as, and you wait to find out if you've won the pie lottery. And I have to tell you,
2: I won the pie lottery. This so, seems like just the right amount of risk right now. Super, Don't I, right? It's a
1: good risk to take. The payoff, risk reward, yeah. banana cream pie, and uh, I'm getting their chocolate pie today. I'm so, okay. but so I want. I got a banana cream pie and I got a chocolate pie. And I have to tell you because I understand that we have to share our good luck. And I'm hoping to put some karma out into the universe. I'm going to give away my banana cream pie to a friend for a ber- his birthday so that's very kind of you i think so and i'm hoping <laughs> and that the universe think so. <laughs> thinks so and gives me a house no texts right yet okay so just so we know that's what we're looking at for it. so pine mighty here's my point is enter the pie lottery you never know you know what i mean like every week don't get frustrated keep doing it and it'll it, it, it like it can happen for you too
2: so there you go <laughs> that's my first one what's your second one uh second one is I discovered a new cheese yesterday. And we love cheese finds um, here. From Milton Creamery in Milton, Iowa. They're the ones that make Prairie Breeze. That Prairie is Breeze, so which amazing. is, I buy that, I grab that all the time. It is the one of the cheeses in our house that everyone loves. It's a right? cheddar. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's a easy. nicely aged cheddar. It right? is. Like, it's not, it is gorgeous. Yeah, it's not sharp, it's not hard, but it's really flavorful. So they've taken their cheddar and they've added some... Flavorings, to yeah. It. Tell me and about so this. And so it's not. It was a. It was a softer cheddar than the Prairie Breeze because the Prairie Breeze is um, kind of crumbly, right? Like has the the protein crystals and all that kind of stuff in it. Yeah. Um. It's a caramelized onion cheddar, and it is like the most delicious, elevated uh, French onion dip or French onion soup.
1: Yeah. flavor oh it was
2: just so gorgeous so
1: it is french onion soup i mean like that's what you're getting from it
2: yeah because the onions are really caramelized yeah uh and that cheddar you know you have that that creamy cheddar uh mouthfeel and flavor and it was oh go get it
1: do you feel like Delicious. do you feel like uh do you feel like um it's overly onion you know what i mean like if you don't like onion should you not be getting that
2: it is hard for me to say because onion is one of my favorite vegetables. Got it. <laughs> so you don't know. It was not overly onion for me. I mean, it's a, it is a caramelized onion taste, so yeah okay
1: just i'm um, you know like giant baby's like you know i don't like onions and i'm like well, yeah but it's like
2: well, that's like saying you don't like cheese like there's so many different ways for him but get shapes it for and forms. right no especially since he's gone for spring break. right now who cares um and i got that i got it at uh lens and byerly's <laughs> okay and their their cheese section but i'm sure you know france 44 grassroots gourmet any any cheese shop that carries milton creamery would probably have it
1: okay cool we'll put that up on the facebook as well um okay so my last one is going to be the new session of GK at home. Mm. I actually happened to sit down and chat uh with Gavin Kaysen the other day. Um after the <laughs> Sanjusan uh Elisa and I were like we need one more drink before we go home. Like it's like we were out so we kind of decided to go over to uh spoon mm-hmm. table just to see who, you know, what that was like. I haven't been in that restaurant in over a year. And you can go in the bar now. And that's exactly what we did. We popped in. There was room at one table. You know, they had everybody spread out and there was not a lot you know, it was end of the night, so there was not a ton of people in there. And then uh and Gavin came out and he was he happened to be there and he sat down with us for a few minutes and we all just sort of chatted. But he said how much so, GK at Home is is the cooking classes that he's doing online. And it's I talked a lot about those before the holidays because I thought, what a great gift. Yep. Well, apparently y'all thought so. Because there <laughs> are, you guys, so many dishers I know signed up and did the deal and are loving it. And he told me that he's loving it. And I thought that was such a wonderful yeah. thing. He's having as much fun doing these cooking classes online with you because it's live. It's interactive.
2: And I, and you're also able to get the ingredients from the restaurant, which they're able to source things that you're not able to just source at your regular grocery store, right? Yeah, so no, that's a I win-win. Mean,
1: yeah, and it's huge because... Um, they are, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you get the box, you know exactly what he intends. And I think a lot of people who are worried about, you have two kinds of like cooks who I think take these classes. One is someone who is like, I want to follow exactly along so I know what you're thinking so I can, you know, f- be in your lane. Yeah. And then there are people who are like, I just kind of want to see how you do this. And like, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, cause there's people, he said, there are people like, well, what if I don't want to use avocado and what if I want, what else should I substitute? And he's like. What do you substitute for avocado? You know, he's like, what what do you have against avocado? You know? So, and it's kind of fun, you know, it's to be able to sort of maybe see and riff and kind of take into your own way. Um, I'll tell you that their upcoming spring series, it looks pretty good. It looks kinda lovely. They're doing vanilla crepe cake. You get to learn how to how make, make the crepe cake. The crepe cake. My God. From Diane. Wow. I, yeah, from Diane
2: Mua. And you know, I we were uh fortunate enough to have Gavin come into Kitchen in the Market and, and cook several times, do cooking classes, and he's always so personable and interactive with the guests. Yes. That I can see why he, he likes this interaction. Yeah. Uh and it is he even, told even me even though that it's online, but there's but like, the interaction piece. And there's like eight hundred people. I mean, doing this, thats just
1: to be clear. Um, So it's like, maybe you're not going to get everybody in there. You know what I mean? But uh, he's also got the halibut en papillot. So just like what we were talking about, he's got parchment, you know, paper fish that he's cooking and showing how to do that. He's got a spatchcock. Uh, chicken. I can never say it right the first time. Spatchcock chicken with North African spices. And then he's going to do a crab cake with asparagus and hollandaise. They'll do the spring. Very springy. I know. And I think this is great because you can either buy you know, he'll give you the the, the list of ingredients if you want to go buy your own stuff, if you don't want to, or if you're like from afar, like maybe you're not, you know, you don't have the time or you don't have the ability or you want someone else to give this to somebody else. Like he'll give you the list to go buy and then, um, and then you can do it on your own, but, or you can, and, and if you want to just watch and
2: learn, you don't have yeah. to actually cook along. And the great thing too, about getting the ingredients for them is like, okay, so North African spices, well... They're going to give you what you need for the recipe instead of you having to buy the full size of this all is, of those spices this and then is true. not do anything with them. So this that's kind of cool.
1: You know what I would really like, by the way, if someone would please allow me to buy like two ribs of celery instead of and right. I, I just don't
2: <laughs> instead of it languishing in
0: the
1: oh refrigerator. my god! And then I'm like, oh no, I got to eat some celery and peanut butter because I can't let it go to waste um, because that makes me. Crazy. Did make you have bolo. one more?
2: I do. If you I have can. to make it fast. Okay, fast. Um, charmula. There's a green charmula. You know what? Let's talk about charmula. We'll let's talk the, about. Lo- yeah, we'll do it at the end. Let's talk about it at the end yep. because I
1: do want to talk about it. So, all right, we're going to take a break, you guys. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about some bartenders or some drinks, really, and what that means about you. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: Call Carrie Alxst and Sue Durfee. And hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this gorgeous Saturday. If you're not
1: outside, uh, I guess. Wait and listen to us a little bit longer yeah, and just then just get 45 outside.
2: minutes. You yeah. You do
1: that. I mean, you know, I mean, you can s- and maybe then plug in some earphones and listen to the shop girls. Another cup of coffee. Another cup of coffee. It's still going to be nice out at one. It's going to be even <laughs> better. It's going to be even better. It is. Um, and I also uh, want to say, remember, if you do miss any of our, you know, amazing words and all the good things that you can find us on podcasts if you want to, you know, take the pause today. If today's the day you say, you know what, I can't listen to the ladies. I gotta get outside. You can come back and listen to us later. We will wait. <laughs> we'll be here. We just live online. And anywhere you want to find podcasts, honestly. Um, okay, so the thing I have to tell you about going out we had a lot of restaurant news in the first half of the yeah. show. And I have to tell you that the idea that someone served me a drink in a bar was <laughs> revolutionary to me. I you guys, I miss my bartending crew, obviously, very much, but I also miss people who can make drinks that I certainly cannot. Because I can cook yeah. like the wind, but I and I used to be a bartender, but the way that I have been now trained to drink sophisticatedly
2: You don't <laughs> is, have time to filter and I clarify. And, you know. I can't
1: fashion wa- fat garnishes. wash my whiskey, even though I want to. I mean, I could, but let's just be honest. Leave it to the pros. I just, I love the pros. And so I miss my pros and that's maybe the, one of the biggest things I'm ready to get back to is my, uh, my beautiful professional bartenders. Um, but I want to know what, so you brought up an article of what they (laughs) actually think about us.
2: Well, it was, you know, it's one of those Buzzfeed articles. It was kind of, it was kind of cute and it was just like, you know bartenders sharing their stereotypes that they assigned to popular drink orders. Well, what did you think about it when you read it?
1: it, Well, the thing is like, I think about people who say, I really want a signature drink. I just don't know. Like, what could you like people who are like, like are looking to create a signature drink for themselves. And I think they're like, I just need something that I can order all the time. I'm like, well, first of all, it's whatever tastes good to you. Right. You know, like try not to think about it in terms of what does it mean about you? But this is clearly an article where they have asked Bartenders and and bartending professionals about what does it mean when you order you this? You should do a local version of this. I should. oh I should. Yeah. I don't know if they'll put their names on it because I think they might get worried about. They might people not have mad. to. I All mean, right. I
2: think it would just be interesting.
1: So here's what they're saying, you guys. If you are thinking about having a signature drink, and let's say you've decided that the vodka martini is your signature drink, what they're saying that it says about you. These are fancy drunks. That's what they say about
2: you. The margarita one rang true for people that I know that really love margaritas. And what does that say? Uh, Old ladies that want to party usually start with margaritas. Oh, wait,
1: what? That's...
2: (laughs) That feels too close to home. That feels too close to home. I mean, I'm not a margarita drinker so I can well, I can say that out loud. I am a mar- As soon as they- I like them. It's just not something that I usually order out. Oh, I have a very and we've talked about this before but I have a very I have a margarita window and
1: it's actually kicking off right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's like the first day of spring, I have a margarita craving. I do. I want them. I you want to the drink them all the in salt. It is a salt thing for sure. Okay, well, if you're thinking about being, like, just holding fast to your IPA, my favorite thing that the bartenders say about you is that IPA drinkers are bearded dads who want to ask 15 questions and try 15 samples. That is truth. Hello. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) They also have dad bod. Just going to say that. Okay, what about a Long Island iced tea? I think this is amazing. Oh my gosh, do people still order those? Well, I guess they do. um, I think usually someone who wants to get drunk for cheap and is going to complain that the drink is not strong enough. That's who (laughs) orders them, apparently. That's what the bartenders (laughs) say. How can you make a Long Island iced tea any stronger? It Uh, is like a a glass of booze. You might as well just crack the bottle open and put it to your face. (laughs) I love the fact this one says Long Island iced teas... Uh, Long and the ICs rarely get tips and are almost always asked to make it strong. It's nearly an entire <laughs> cup of liquor. How the F <laughs> am I supposed to make it
2: stronger? I mean, yeah. that is literally if you order that. But I remember ordering those. Well, because when we were in college, that yeah. was the cheapest way yeah. to, to get buzzed, right? Right. Is this giant thing of booze that didn't taste like booze. Yeah. It didn't taste like booze. I
1: don't know how it didn't taste like booze. It's all booze. It's all white booze. It's it's the magic and like a like a like a gun of coke, right? How does that mask the booze? I think we all convinced ourselves that oh, I can't taste the booze. Tastes just like my mom's iced tea. Yeah, right. Um, What about the ubiquitous Chardonnay? Well, I'm guilty of this, (laughs)
2: although because I love Chardonnay gets such a bad rap. I love a good Chardonnay, not like the buttery, you know. Popcorn bomb in your mouth, Chardonnay, but like there's some good ones out there.
1: Well, they apparently it says it. about you that you're a mid-30s woman wanting to get a buzz while going and trashing on your suburban life. There is so much wrong with that statement. Well, a hey,
2: you're <laughs> I'm not in my 30s. In, <laughs> you may have passed. I my also 30s. don't live
1: in the suburbs. No. But you may want to trash on some things. I might. Okay. Um also you're a high-maintenance middle-aged divorcee with two kids in private school. <laughs> also all faults. I, I mean know. the
2: high-maintenance thing, I don't know. Keith yeah. Keith would have to weigh in on that.
1: Um I love this one. This is for the industry folk actually. A shot of Fournette. Right. I saw that one. I thought you were like they that. Said, they said, if you order a shot of Fournette, they think either A, you're from San Francisco, or B, you spent a year in Europe. <laughs> right. You just have to show it, Or you're a chef. Or you're a chef. I feel like, or a bartender off duty. Like, you know, or, or formally right. employed. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. Here's what they think about you when you're ordering fruity frozen drinks. You're We're just, looking at you, Jason Duresha
2: Yeah. He You're loves just, a fruity frozen drink.
1: He did actually at San Joseon, He ordered like it came to the table and I'm like, so you got the pink drink with the foamy thing on it? And I'm like, he, oh, he said does. I over here with our whiskey drinks. We'll right. He he owns his his fruity he drink. He does. List. And I love him for it. It's good. He's but this is what they think of you, that fruity or frozen drinks are typically new drinkers. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> I love that. Okay, here's here's one that hits a little home. too. it's a a scotch and water, which I order like a scotch. I don't usually order water, you know. Like I may say like an ice cube or like sure. just like a splash, but they think that I'm over fifty with heart issues, <laughs> <laughs> which is not far. I mean, my ticker's good, but basically, there's that. Um, okay, so, so what Negroni,
2: about the Negroni has had a uh, a resurgence in the last few years? Would yeah. you say yes? And uh what do ahead. they think? They, they they think that if you're ordering a Negroni, you are a hipster twenty something. Oh, okay. I like as that as opposed to, you know, our friend Michael, uh definitely not a hipster twenty something. No. Um, he loves Negronis. Like that's always been but his go I think drink. that's
1: a wrong, I think that's too easy of an assessment it's
2: because th- Negronis are... It's a classic.
1: Yeah. And also they've gotten, so. Well, there's a whole controversy of what is a Negroni now? Because now they're like, it's a white right. Negroni. Well, can it be a Negroni if it doesn't have a the Campari? Campari? Like right. all that stuff. Um, I love this one too. The old fashioned. If you order an old mm. fashioned, which is sort of that drink, right? And then mm-hmm. they say, either someone who knows their booze really well or not at all. And they want to look sophisticated so it's like it's your basic uh, imposter syndrome drink yeah old fashioned I think that works All right, we got time for one more what are you gonna pick
2: oh gosh well should we go with the uh, fast Bellini the Bellini what is it (laughs) you have a tab at the Olive Garden
1: oh slam I love that we're wrapping up with Miley okay we'll be right back this is the weekly dish
0: Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung and that means the best tasting wild caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because you see Sitka Salmon is a community supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations and knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So weekly dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type sitka, S-I-T-K-A, com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish.
1: Um, and just to let you know that if you do drink a Jack and Coke, Uh, If you order that at the bar, the bartender does think that you will be fighting someone in about an hour. Seems fair. Yeah, it seems fair. I feel like sometimes you guys, like in my whiskey ventures and in my whiskey journeys, you know, I love the great whiskeys and I love refined things. And I like those cocktails I had were beautifully constricted. And every once in a while, I just want to order like a Jim and
2: Ginger or a Jack and Coke. Sure. I love a whiskey ginger. And I just sort of feel like... I don't know. I almost feel like I'm not supposed to anymore. You know what? I, whiskey ginger is what I wind up ordering at concert venues. You know, remember, do you remember those? No. Do you remember those? Uh-uh. Someday. Uh, that's sort of my go-to drink. Keith is a gin and tonic guy at the concerts, yeah. and I'm a whiskey ginger. That makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. I do love that, too.
1: Um, hey, I, we did want to take a moment to talk a little bit about um, the people who we love in the Asian American community and we know that there is a uh, a lot of violence and hatred aiming at them it is an uptick it is a nationally marked uptick that has been happening all year but there seems to be obviously with what happened in atlanta mm-hmm. um you know this last week it was it's it's horrible and just terrifying
2: you know i there's there's so many things that you you just don't have words for um but one thing that i have seen from our, our friends in the Asian restaurant community that really spoke to me is, you know, they they've been posting love us. Like you love our food. Yeah. Like you, you shouldn't have to, you, you can't have this both ways. Right. Well, And this is the thing is I know that
1: when we talk to dishers, you know what I mean? I feel like Mm -hmm. dishers, we are all part of this community that experiences food and experiences culture through food. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we appreciate that because if you're listening to us, that means to me that you care enough to understand and you care enough to want to know more than just give me my fried rice and my wonton and then walk away, you know, because it is a relationship with food and then the culture within that food.
2: And I feel like there, there has been, in talking with some of our, our Asian American friends, there has been racism and things that they've experienced their whole lives, but it hasn't really gotten attention like other forms of racism or other groups that are, that are, um, affected. And, this sort of brought it home for for them in a way that like you know this has been years that they've they've put up with this and now it's just sort of has a voice i
1: will tell you that i think that there's something about uh and i just have been watching the posts of our friends in the mm-hmm. restaurant community um you know who are asian american and and many of them making these posts sort of revealing the things that they have been silent about
2: revealing some of the things that they've had to Go through their given name, can you imagine yeah. if you felt like you had to change your name for fear out of fear of of and safety
1: yes. Yeah, well, just, yeah, like, changing, yeah, becoming, and I I I understand the idea of becoming more Americanized, you know, as part of a lot of feelings. Like, there's Mm -hmm. feelings of fear, but there's also feelings of, I want to be, you know, part of something new or everything, you know, or just, like, wanting to create yourself, but hopefully you get to create yourself out of... An identity that you're looking to, you know, celebrate, not because you're afraid of what. And that's really hard. But I mean, I'm talking about I'm talking about the interactions within the industry of people and guests and customers who come to the front line and say, you know, order something. Oh, is that coronavirus fried rice? And I mean, I, I. I was shocked. at I've been shocked. Not okay. And the people who trash on, you know, the Hmong cuisine that's being cooked locally and, you know, referencing, oh, is this full of, you know, is this saute dog in here? And all this stuff that I, you know, I will tell you that I have to own up to the fact that I kind of. Have always I thought, oh well, it doesn 't happen here because we have such a huge Hmong community, and we do like the little Mekong night markets that is so well you know attended and appreciated mm-hmm. by so many people and i am i am I am wrong and i am and I, I find myself in the same place where I was before philando Castile, which it can 't happen here, and I regret that feeling because it makes me lazy, and it makes me not advocate the way that I would like to advocate because i I would not be the same woman I am without my Asian American friends in the either anywhere, but I mean, specifically in the food industry. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm a, and I don't want to just say like, I love ramen. (laughs) And so that makes me, you know, but, but to me, like if I couldn't have those people in my lives, along with the celebration of the things that they do and they, they love, I don't know where I would be. Well, it enriches our
2: lives and not just our, our Asian American friends, but you know, all cultures, they bring their own richness to our lives and we should celebrate that. Yeah,
1: and I guess I I would tell you that I would stand up in front of anybody who would attack, you know, my friends, you know, Mm -hmm. be it, you know, Ann Kim or be it, you know, Eric Fung at United Noodle who is a very vocal supporter and has received a lot of, you know, sort of backlash for the instant he is, you know, of United Noodles. He, you know, he gets backlash online because he does support so actively the anti- uh, Asian hate culture mm-hmm. and I think I always think like I need to stand even farther in front of that for them whenever I can so so I guess what I'm saying is I would like to support I plan to support this week a number of Asian restaurants and you know kind of use that as that platform to sort of speak out against this and I just thought I would recommend for you
2: guys do you, do you want to call it some of your favorites yeah I mean we we uh, love to support Tammy over at Rainbow Chinese mm-hmm. um Tammy got them Wong. a couple of weeks ago Gorka Palace, I mean, you know, Asian is a large community, includes it is. uh India and all of that. Um and I will just Senyai, shout,
1: Senlek. Senyai Senlek. great little shop yeah. um up in northeast for Thai. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm going to shout out obviously Kim. and Kim's restaurants. You yeah. know what I mean? And I love the fact that it doesn't just because you know And Kim is making pizzas in any way shape form. It is an Asian woman owned business. Mm -hmm. And that is a thing to support. Hi. Hi. Ola Rapa. Yep. Hi. Hi, Christina Nguyen. And, you know, her Vietnamese background, her family. That is a wonderful place to support. Um, United Noodles. Again, I'll shut those guys out forever because I just think it is one of my most favorite places in the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. It is one of the places that I would literally cry if it went away. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would lose it. That just made me sad. I'm in the, the Hanson chair, you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> does it come with tears? I'm getting a little for
1: here. I'm a little emotional. Um, but, you know, even the smaller places, you know, I mean, obviously, Billy Sushi, that's not a small place, let's be clear. But, like, Billy Sushi, you know, Billy is a Mongolian uh, national who is, you know, married to a, a Tibetan, and I think about his kids, and I think about mm-hmm. his little sweet kids, and I don't... I. I worry about that. I
2: worry about that sort of the thing. Well, and we have, you know, Asian American restaurateurs that that don't have Asian centric restaurants. Like I right. think George and the Dragon, you know, Fred, right. is that's just a great neighborhood spot, and they need our support too. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think you know, I think about uh, our friend Dave, his wife Megan. Um, You know, she is Chinese and, mm-hmm. you know, he's got they have kids together and he thinks about that all the time. And he thinks about how, you know, what does it mean when there's, you know, someone shouts at a Hmong family and does some racist things. And it's like his kids now live in fear of that happening to them. Mm-hmm. Um And so I hate that idea. Spinning Wild. I wanted to make sure to shout out Spinning oh, yes. Wild the cutest cotton candy company you guys ever. I got to tell you about what they have going on too, because I've been meaning to highlight this anyway, that they have a cotton candy vending machine outside of their new space over by Keg and Case Market. Any time of the day, you can walk up and get magical cotton candy. That's
2: awesome. It feels like forever ago. We had them at one of our Memorial Day You did.
1: You did. giant baby basically hung out and like, I swear to God, I was like, "Can you leave them
2: alone and like let them <laughs> talk to other people?" He's like, "It's so cool. What are they doing?" It's so cool, and I just was. I was very. It it's mesmerizing. Once, once we're able to have parties again, definitely hire them. They it, it brings fun. Yeah, It's does the it's fun.
1: Those beautiful like blood orange cotton mm, candy, oh hibiscus good. lime, blueberry flavors of cotton candy that you would never expect, and they were at the Twins Stadium uh, last mm-hmm. year when there was the Twins Stadium. So. Um, some, and you know, and there's other places, you know, like other little sushi spots and other little noodle bars and everything else that I think about, um, that I just think that, you know, it would be nice to support, L- you know, little Szechuan, um, you know, the hot pot place game. over in Town There's this one over here or the tofu house, you know, those kind of things. Remember that sometimes those, the strip mall places just, you know, we talk about the big names all the time, but these are usually family run spots, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's a thing
2: that that is where you show them your love. Well, and I think, you know, if we can ask the dishers to do anything, maybe it's just make a pledge to order and support these restaurants this week. Yeah. And give them a kind word. Yeah. They need it. And
1: just say, thanks. And we're thinking of you and we wanted to support you. Yeah. That would be a lovely thing. All right. Let's unleash the goodness and the kindness and the love on the world and uh, and stand up for the people we love, because if we love their food, we should equally love their people's. That's what I think. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to talk locals to love, which is going to include Easter takeout kits. And we're going to talk about that charmula. finally. Okay. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on my Talk 1071. No. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today as we are kind of wrapping it up. Um, I did want to, Someone sent me a message asking about um, <laughs> about my experience at the Minnetonka Drive-In, which I had talked about in the very beginning of the hour. And... And uh, they were kind of saying that they'd had some hit or miss things. They were worried about it. I'm going to caution you on two things. One, it's being cooked by teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> we, our expectations are at a certain place with right. the Minnetonka drive in. Um, I'm happy to when I roll up to see the teenagers rocking out and having a great time. If that means that they forget a patty on my burger, you know, my double burger, I'm not going to lose my mind over it. And, you know, for me, there, it was day three yesterday. They opened on Wednesday. You got to give that summer crew, you know, a little bit of time a turn. To in. Yeah. So I just say when you're doing drive-ins and everything else, just keep your expectations in the correct space.
2: Um, okay. We have to talk about charmula because Charmoula? we haven't talked about it and we promised it. So uh, charmula is, is typically more on the warmer spice side, you know, yep. like smoked paprika. And sometimes there's some, I always did a fire roasted, you know, like uh, uh, roasted red pepper in it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But our friend, uh, Samaywadi, um in his uh, cookbook, The New Mediterranean Table. It came out, can you believe this? Like five years ago. Yeah. So crazy. Um, I've been doing some personal chef work and I was like flipping through and I'm like, oh, I want to make this green turmoil and I hadn't made it in a long time. And it just sort of blew my socks off again. Yeah. And it's just it's perfect for spring right now. It'd be perfect for grilling. It, I've been putting it on everything. I even used it as a pizza sauce last night. Wow. Um, and it uses fresh green pepper lots of herbs and then some of those uh spices there's a little bit of smoked paprika in there but you know cumin and coriander and and it, so it's very herby and sort of vegetal and it is just it is what you need in your life this spring and summer got it. Is what i would say got it so uh, i think we're gonna put a link to the recipe up uh on the on the books and uh go everybody go to samaywadi.com and buy it buy a book it is a great one what's it called again the new mediterranean table the new mediterranean
1: table you know what's funny that is one of the books that like when we were leaving our offices and stuff and packing up because we moved offices right. on the mag uh i realized that it had been stolen from my office no. like probably a while ago because i mean i kept i kept a copy there
2: sure. you know for reference and i didn't have it at home and i was going to bring it home and uh it's such a good Good cookbook. And if you're, you know, at all on Instagram, if you're not following him doing his social deliciousness. Oh, you guys, everybody talks it about it. It is great. His entertaining and quick and easy, stuff you could do at home. It's Someone fun. needs to snap him up for a show. Yeah, they do. I think he doesn't care,
1: though. I think he doesn't want to do more than what he's doing. I don't know. I'm not a producer. All I'm saying is he would be a good get if you yeah. did if you know someone, I know, you know, someone anyway, um, let's talk about, uh, Easter because I know that there is some Easter takeout that you guys are starting to think about. Oh, first of all, I wanted to make sure to shout out Peking garden, right? Hope. Yes. Correct. Okay. It was Peking garden in St. Paul. They've just reopened. Yeah. And they're at a new location. So just look them up and okay. Looks like curbside pickup. Curbside pickup. only, mm-hmm. Okay. Cause we want to support them for yes. sure. Yes um okay so i have to tell you that there's a lot so the the meal takeout kits what are you feeling like for easter are you feeling like that's a thing you're gonna do i I mean you're different
2: because our family's so difficult to feed they are because they have many food allergies gluten-free like we all have yeah So i usually cook although last year i did get uh ham and one other thing from uh, karen's kitchen
1: yeah I, I did will tell that. you that the I like the meal take the pickup kit, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. the takeout kit for a holiday situation. Um, and Easter's one of those ones that's always been a little bit difficult in terms of we don't really have a I mean, like it's good because there's no like hard and fast tradition for us. We don't have to do right. I've done ham, I've done lamb, I've done, you know, just Crab cakes and eggs, and you know, I just different things, and so I don't have anything that I have to do. Gosh, I did salmon scrambled eggs one year, you guys. That was the best. Um, some cream cheese, yeah. But like, so I think the idea of a kit is kind of interesting to me because Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of, so I know a lot of people are still thinking
2: about it. I know a lot of people that have been doing this for all holidays, some chefs that have been doing it for holidays. And I think it's just because it takes the pressure off of them, too, especially this last year. It's like, you know. Right. And and they get to support another business. Well,
1: and I think like for this, I think Easter is an easy one to do. Um, And then I think when we're looking at Mother's Day, which is like the biggest day, brunch day of the year. Right. I think that may be... Um, a good one to do for take for like a takeout kit mm-hmm. if you're not feeling if you're, it's not able to go out yet because I think it's also like you're not going to cook for your mom but you're going to let them cook for your mom right in a better way as long as you do it and don't make her do so it so who are who are some ones that you like right now all right so for uh, I like the idea of always I love everything from Brassa I mean like I'll just oh, say yeah. that I love everything that Brasa does they have a great uh they have mustard and cider-glazed ham. They do have braised lamb shanks uh, with the poblano onion gravy, smashed red potatoes, all this good stuff, upside-down cake uh, for two people, 60 for 420. What kind of upside-down cake? Uh, Pineapple upside-down cake. Oh. Is there
2: another kind of upside-down cake? Yeah, you can do any kind of fruit upside-down. But does anybody? Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, they do, Stephanie. Okay, what would you do? Upside-down cake? I've done upside-down pear. I've done upside-down peach. Okay. I'm not a big. Ba- your
1: mind. I guess I know. I, I s- don't think of it anything other. You're right. It's really ridiculous that we couldn't just have whatever kind of upside down cake we want. Right? Hmm. Um, uh, let's see that the uh, FEMAs, of course, is doing something. They are doing a choice of entree lobster Benedict, prime rib, fried chicken. Oh my God, and maple waffles, or a vegan dish. Uh, and then they have.
2: <laughs> so it just sounded so funny. Added on, I know. Well, it's dish. kind
1: of like it says a to be determined vegan right, dish, right, you right. know, which is sort of like sorry. Um, then they have frittata, hash browns, maple glazed bacon, croissants, Danish mimosas, and juices. That is quite a spread. Yeah, it says it's ordered by March thirty first, pickup by April third, fifty five dollars per person uh, for adults, and then it says nineteen ninety five for ages twelve and younger, which seems weird in a kit. Wouldn't you just say we're all kids or like one adult? And like, I don't know, like, is that a portion difference? That's a weird thing. Like if it's a family difference,
2: but my 12 year old ate like an adult. So yeah, this is true. Of course, we always
1: love the grand meal kits with Jamie Malone. We love hers. Um, And hers, her brunch kit includes butterscotch sticky buns, a bib salad, uh, black truffle eggs on cocoa, which is Cooked in cream, yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. That they, they have put that put some beautiful truffle on there, too. yeah. She's got ham and truffle, uh, sourdough croutons, twenty five dollars per person, and then there's add-ons you can always do.
2: Well, and they always do have some lovely add-ons that are not food related that can make it a little more oh, special too, like yeah. the flowers or the art or the wine. Well, or, add know. on a dozen oysters and just make that the meal. There you go. I mean, I would do that in a
1: heartbeat. Um, grocer's table, which is you know out by me and I love, mm-hmm. is they have a ready to roast leg of lamb, a six pounder. Ready to Holy roast cow. a leg of lamb for you to go. It's got herbs. It's already been stuffed with herbs and tart cherries, and it comes with a pistachio mint pesto. And that's a big old one. That's like 165 bucks. Uh, they've got mini crepes filled with brie and wild mushrooms. They've got uh, meat and cheese boards, like always. You know, they've got it's all a la carte. So they're doing all this kind of stuff. You can pick and mix and match. Um, French toast bake, all those kind of things. So it's good. You got to order that one too by April 31st, and you've got to pick up um, April. For- you mean
0: May-
2: March?
1: say April yeah March 31st true 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 um and then there's uh like you know the Lynn Hall is also a great one I think always mm. to pick up from and they have a ton of uh they do these these brunch kits all the time um you can do serving four for 80 dollars you can you know you can sort of mix and match and go I always love what they do
2: are they um are, is that out of both locations or is it? Is the pickup only at one?
1: I I'm not sure. I think it's I
2: think it's at Lindale. I think it's in Minneapolis. The pickup is uh, one restaurant we neglected to mention um, was Lat 14. Yep. Um, and are, are they doing anything for Easter? Uh, I have not seen. I hadn't. I didn't pull them up, so I don't know. Um, I'll look. I'll look it up while you're doing that. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Is that really? I mean, like, um, I don't know what their Easter. I don't know if that doesn't. Um, I mean, they don't do brunch, do they? I don't think they do brunch. And everything's, everything's
2: been changing so much. True. So I don't even know what what is offered right now. True. And then there is, you know, um there's, you know, the idea of
1: like Easter brunch versus Easter dinner is sort of interesting to me because like I always have that I used to have that thing where it's like when you would have to split families and so like somebody would get Easter brunch and then someone else would I would always kind of pick Easter dinner. Yeah, you're a dinner gal. I do. I would, because I'd rather like spend my morning chilling and just like doing my thing, Easter egg hunting and like eating, you know, s- like small things. Because if you're doing Easter brunch, if you're cooking brunch for people, right. you got to
2: get up early.
1: This is true. And <laughs>
2: I, we've had this conversation before because I, and I didn't know if it was a Southern thing or like up, up here in Minnesota, a lot of holidays are at dinner. And I always grew up with all the holidays were at lunch. Yeah, it is weird. I'm seriously, when we think about it, Thanksgiving for me is later.
1: Everything's later. I don't understand this lunch party. (laughs) Anyway, that was a fun show, Malls. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Okay, we'll see you guys next week with Elizabeth Reese. Ciao, ciao.